calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hangout. I'm Ellie Brigida. And I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things happening in the podcast or otherwise, and we're going to get started with some of our Trivia Nights coming up and events. We have two events happening this week. On Friday, there's the famous couples party in Boston. And on Saturday, there is Winona Earp Trivia Night. We are so excited for both of those and to see some of you there. We also have a new trivia night that's going to be coming up next month in Boston. We are going to be premiering a Schitt's Creek trivia night. So do not miss out. It's going to be on March 26th. We'll have more details coming soon. I have been binging Schitt's Creek for my whole life, but I've been re-binging to put put together (laughs) questions. And some of the questions are honestly make me pee myself just because the ridiculous shit that happens on that show. So I'm so excited. Amazing. Um, We are also hiring trivia hosts and other cities so email us at events at leshangoutpod.com if you are interested also we are less than a month away now from our first la live show we are gonna be at the virgil in los angeles on march 12th at 7 p.m if you buy your tickets now they are 15 dollars. all the way up to the day of the show they will be 20 dollars day of and we are so excited that ashley perez is going to be our guest for that We met her at Clexicon a few years ago, and she is an absolute delight, so we cannot wait to hang out with her. If you want to get your tickets, you can do that at bit.ly slash lesla. We also have our Toronto show in July, Friday, July 10th at Burdock Music Hall at 6.30. Those of you who already bought your tickets, you got to take advantage of our pre-sale pricing, but... Do not fear, everyone. You can still buy your tickets all the way up to the show, or if we sell out, we'll let you know. But you are not going to want to miss it. Karen Knox, Gwen Cummins are going to be there. You know they're our faves. We know they're your faves. So 
we can't wait to see you all there. We also have a couple other events that we want to mention. So coming up pretty soon is this year's Clexicon. It is going to be April 16th to 19th in Las Vegas again. We will both be there. We've got some fun panels going on that we're moderating. We've got another live episode that we'll be recording that we'll have some more details about as we get a little closer. We are so pumped. It is one of our favorite things to just be able to go and hang out with a bunch of queer people, get to meet some of you who actually are listeners of the show. It's just, we have such a blast every year. We can't wait. And so let us know if you're going to be there because we want to say hi to you. And if you can't make it to Clexicon, there is also another queer convention that is coming up this year. It is QFX. We unfortunately can't make it this year because of our schedules, but we're hoping to make it next year. It's going to be an amazing event. It's going to have a lot of the queer actors, really cool people, a lot of the same people as Clexicon. If you miss Clexicon or if you're closer to Tampa, Florida, you can go to QFX May 29th through 31st. I really am so sad that we cannot make it. Ugh, I hate, I, I feel like we always miss the first year of these conventions, Ellie. What is this? I know, but it's a top priority for us in the future. It's not fair. I know. By the time they announced the date, it was such a bad weekend for us already. We are desperate to make it there next year because we would love, love, love to just go to every queer convention in existence. So that is our plan. But you should all go for us uh, and bring us there in spirit. That would make us yes, so please. happy. In the greater Les universe. The weirdest and greatest thing happened this week. (laughs) One of our favorites, Laura Dern, uh, who is a gem to the whole queer community because she was such a big part of Ellen's coming out episode. She won an Oscar, thank God. But honestly, I don't think that was her best moment of this past week or so. Because (laughs) at the Film Independent Spirit Awards, we were treated to, first of all, I want to say I watched this video. The intro is Aubrey Plaza talking about all the gay moments in TV shows. And I was like, wait, how many celebrities listen to Les Hang Out? Aubrey Plaza's listening. Yes, so many. Last week we had freaking Kate McKinnon was listening. Like, you know, everyone's listening. Hey, y'all. We love having you. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Aubrey. What's up, girl? (laughs) Get in touch with us. So she introduced the gay men's chorus to sing a song about gay moments in film this year. And, you know, the beginning, okay, cool, yep, gay, gay, gay. And the pinnacle of this (laughs) whole thing is they just start singing Laura Dern. And it's just clips of Laura Dern in everything she's ever been been in. I'm like, ever been gay in, but also ever been in and ever existed (laughs) in. It includes everything, yeah. Literally everything. So if you haven't seen that, please just look up, like, Laura Dern, Gay Men's Chorus. You will not regret it. I was peeing myself laughing. It really made my day to see it. And I wish we had written it. (laughs) Next time. Next Next year. We'll get them next year. Yeah. Next year, Lee will write the gay men's chorus, a new should have been gay theme. Yes. Good goal. That's what's been happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. And welcome to our 40th installment of Should Have Been Gay. Oh, it was fun. It was great. But it should have. And in this week's episode, you know, don't you know that you can't fight the the moonlight? No. (laughs) Uh. Can I tell you?
tell you. I'm like skipping so far ahead into the episode to talk about our experience with Coyote Ugly, but I literally don't think I'd watched Coyote Ugly in at least 15 years. And I, we start watching it with Kelsey, and the first scene, if she walks up to the roof, and she breaks out her piano every song she writes in this movie. And that's like immediately I was just like, and you know, yes. don't you know? I mean, you know? her songwriting is actually pretty freaking good. I love the songs I mean, for, in this movie. For the early 2000s, it was what it was. I love them. They're so catchy. Oh, yeah. What is the one she sings on the roof? Uh, there's a couple. There's the I don't oh, yeah. like, like to yeah. be alone <laughs> yes. Yeah. All these things I hate. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it was just, it was like everything just came rushing back in like this tidal wave. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't thought about these songs in so long. Kelsey was making fun of me though, because she was like, oh, I don't remember. And then when you get to it later in the movie, I was like, how do you not remember the song? And I'm singing along. She was like, why do you know every word to this song? And I was like, well, how do you not? <laughs> how do you not? I yeah. don't understand. How do you not? <laughs> yes. We are skipping a lot. We'll talk about it. But in case you didn't know, gentle listeners, <laughs> we are talking about Coyote Ugly this week. Coyote Ugly, it was a Patreon selection. So we are very excited to have bumped it to the top of our list because it's been on there for a while. Yes. And, you know, we just we have some things to say about this movie. So let's get into it. Let's start with our IMDb synopsis. Aspiring songwriter Violet Sanford, after getting a job at a women-run New York City bar that teases its male patrons, comes out of her shell. Wow. Wow, IMDb. Hitting it on the head. It literally has the words comes out in the synopsis. Yeah. 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 They're they're like on the nose on that one. Yeah. (laughs) Comes out, teases male patrons, women run. Mm -hmm. We all know Mm -hmm. what that means. Like, Who wrote the synopsis and who took my gay synopsis? (laughs) What I'm going to say is IMDb gets it. (laughs) IMDb knows what's going on in this film. What is your gay synopsis, Ellie? All right. I feel like sometimes I just can't, I can't not write a question. (laughs) So this is my question of a synopsis. How do you put Piper Perbo in a ripped up bro tank in a dive bar surrounded by other equally gorgeous women and not expected to be gay. <laughs> How? That's it. Uh, fair. Fair How? question. If, if anyone has an answer, don't send it to us. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we know the answer. We don't, we don't want that answer. We do expect it to be gay. Uh, my gay synopsis is Violet Sanford finds a job at gay bar Coyote Ugly. Mm-hmm. And with the help of super lesbian owner Lil, escapes all the terrible men in this movie. Yep. <laughs> Why is every guy in this movie the worst? Yeah, because they're being teased by <laughs> horrible, uh, horrible. So bad, so bad. Horrible. So let's Except her let's dad. Right I'm sorry, I love her dad. Uh, but that's... We'll talk about her dad. Oh, you it's don't fine. love her dad. It's okay. Oh, because he's very, I get it. Never mind. <laughs> I'm like, little, I saw this movie when? So it came out in 2000. Something. It came out in 2000, 20 years ago, Ellie. Coyote Ugly has been around. <laughs> For 20 years. Can you handle it? No. Also, I no. watched way too many PG-13 movies when I was under 13. <laughs> was this inappropriate for a little baby Ellie? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure I watched this when I was like 10 at least. And so I'm like, okay, my younger self who didn't realize <laughs> all the patriarchy is like, oh, her dad cares about her. And now I'm like, wait, I just yeah. had this realization. He is so controlling, like in this yes. moment. I will say that my feelings about the men in this movie were not the same when I watched this at 13 than they are now. Yeah. Let's put it that way. 
wow, I just, I literally had that moment right now. So thanks for that, Lee. You're welcome. We're going to get into it. Yep. Uh, tell me a little, so you, finish up your experience with Coyote Ugly. You think you saw it when, it when it first came out? I don't know if I saw it when it first came out, but I definitely saw it like on VHS. <laughs> uh, or yeah, I definitely saw it on VHS. I feel like I always say this, but I had this best friend when I was younger and all we would do is I would go to her house and we would watch movies and most of the movies in our rotation were should have been gays. And here is yet another one. <laughs> and I'm like, is she gay now? <laughs> I don't know because we're not friends. You should any- reach out. Right? Yeah, you got to gotta find her. I'm like, are we? Were we? I don't know. <laughs> but um, I wore it out. Like, I have seen this movie very, very many times. Yeah, and, I yeah. feel like I probably did see it when it came out. I don't remember if I saw it in theaters, but I just, I feel like I've seen this movie a million times. I don't think I've seen it probably since I, you know, graduated high school or something. But it was just everywhere. The songs were everywhere. Mm-hmm. When I started watching it, how much of it came rushing back to me. And also... Looking back at it nostalgically, because, you know, this is not our first foray into the, you know, very late 90s, early 2000s era of our should have been gays. I feel like I have not had a movie yet where I have been this disappointed in hindsight with the movie itself. Mm. From a should have been gay standpoint, I love it. From a movie (laughs) standpoint that, like, I actually know I watched and a bunch of other teenage girls watched, I'm like, oh, this is awful. (laughs) This is terrible. In terms of female empowerment? Or... Yeah, like, I just don't think I realized at the time how much it's one of those movies where it's like, oh, isn't it romantic how this dude knows better than her what she needs? And yeah. I'm like, mm, is it, though? Yeah, it, isn't is it romantic it? how this guy forces her to do these things that she told him she was uncomfortable with? Oh, right. it's so great. And, and, like, shames her aggressively for it, right? Yes. Isn't it great that this guy is so possessive, he gets in a fight with someone at her place of work. Right. He's so sweet. And exactly, right? Like, isn't her dad the sweetest guy for being like, I was so ashamed of you for dancing suggestively on a bar. I never thought I could be ashamed of you, but I was. And you're like, well, that's terrible. And then you later get up and dance on that same bar yourself. You asshole so what are you serious right now what's happening i don't just there were a lot of things in the movie itself that i was like wow that's a really terrible message to give young girls like who wrote this this is awful yeah it was everything about the romance i don't buy i don't like and i i hated all of it which is why i'm very excited that we're gonna do a reimagining of violet's coming out journey as it should have been Oh, yes, please. So which characters should have been gay? Violet. All, 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 all of them. them. All okay. Of them. <laughs> let's, just, let's go down the list and we'll start at the top. Violet should have been gay. Lil, bar owner, right? Gay. Is, is, is gay. gay. That Yeah, I think that's actually canon. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. She doesn't have any male love interests in the film, correct? No. She runs a bar with only women. Yes. Yes. She's like, she is a lesbian bar owner. Yes. Yeah. Only young, attractive women to dance on her bar. Yes. And she hand selects them. (laughs) She's gay and a little predatory is what we're getting at. Okay. But I love her. (laughs) Um, We will forgive all the women in this film and none of the men. (laughs) Yes. Precisely. As per usual. (laughs) And uh, then we have all of the coyotes. Cammy, Zoe, and Rachel. Cammy. Look, Cammy also canonically gay. Gay. Yeah. 
Wait, actually, she is, right? Don't they talk about it? She Okay, when we meet Cammie, there's one line where... So she tells Violet about the spitting the shots back into the bottles, mm. right? And Violet goes, Cammie, I think I just fell in love with you. And Cammie goes, oh, Violet, I'm not a lesbian. I played in the minors, but I never went pro. <laughs> You're like, okay, honey. <laughs> Which is like such a 2000s way to be like, you're bisexual, yeah. Cammy. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. And Zoe, who is Tyra Banks's character. Yes. Which, thank God, Tyra Banks is in this film. That's all. <laughs> and Rachel, who's the New York bitch. Oh, Rachel is so gay. Rachel's so gay. Like, yeah, ra- yeah. Rachel is just raging all of this pent up aggression towards men, cuts a man's ponytail off <laughs> because she has uh, self-hating gayness inside of her. But, you know, mm-hmm. the huge. And Gloria, who's the best friend. Let's start with, because the movie opens with Violet and Gloria, right? Yes. And there's this whole setting the stage of, like, Violet's leaving and going off to the big city. And, like, I'm sorry, but no one is going to convince me that she and Gloria do not have history. a history. Yeah. <laughs> There's experiences there, uh, which, first of all, I feel like making your first girlfriend drive you away, like, to the city to pursue your dreams, like, kind of harsh. So dramatic. Yeah. It's but a like, little... what good ex-girlfriend doesn't drive you with all of your things to your next apartment, <laughs> right? <laughs> and give you and give you some emergency cash and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Gloria's, Gloria's a good ex. But they have this conversation when she's trying to say goodbye and, you know, and Gloria's telling her why she's so emotional. We know why you're emotional, Gloria. But she has this one line that I just loved where she's like, we said we wouldn't lose our virginity until we got married and that didn't happen. And I'm like, to each other or did something happen? (laughs) Because she's going through all the stuff that they've done together, right? Like we said this and we did this and we said this and we did this. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. yep." I'm reading right between those lines. Okay. (laughs) We can all see what you're talking about, Gloria. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. So, yeah, I think there's a history between her and Gloria. Maybe Gloria wasn't ready to come out. You know, it's fine. But but Violet has to go on a journey and find herself. And what baby gay doesn't move from the suburbs to the city to discover themselves and be more open and be able to live their life freely and hide things from their parents. Right, Violet? (laughs) (laughs) And who doesn't find themselves where uh, she walks into this bar and Lil walks out and I swear to God, Lil walks out and I was like, who is this giant lesbian bar owner? Oh yeah. Come on. The style, the attitude, the The tattoos, just everything. Everything. And same thing. I mean, she is the quintessential like oh you know piedmont what is it piedmont north dakota south yeah, dakota whatever yeah, yeah, dakota yeah. piedmont's in and she's like i'm like yeah you left your small town because you're gay as shit and you had to go to new york to like be free to be yourself it's mm-hmm. fine we get it lil we see you <laughs> also like how gay is it that you're like i live in north dakota or wherever and my big dream is to move to new york start a bar let's picture it and then i'll get a bunch of really hot women i'll put them on the bar I'll hose them down with water every once in a while. <laughs> oh, shit, that's too gay. Okay, it's for men. Like, <laughs> like that's so gay. Yeah, she's uh, she's hiding it not super well. Not at all. Not at all. Let's talk about how Violet finds the bar, too, though, right? Because Violet goes out to get some breakfast, breakfast pie, and sees the coyotes. She sees Zoe, Cammie, and Rachel 
having breakfast, having a great time, and she pulls the gayest move, right? Of being like, who are those hot girls? I want to be near them. Let me follow them. Let me follow them. Like, it's super gay. I make fun of Kelsey all the time (laughs) because when we met, right, Kelsey and I met um, technically at a diving class that I, it was, she was in the class. I just showed up one night to talk to the coach and like stayed for the class. I didn't notice Kelsey, right? But she went home that night and looked me up on Facebook Mm -hmm. and then decided to join the diving team. I had been there because I was joining the diving team and, and Kelsey decided to join the diving team, which I like to make fun of her for because she's always like, she's like, no, it doesn't mean anything. And I'm like, it's the gayest move ever. (laughs) It's like such a gay thing to be like, who is that? I want to be Near them. Near, near them. Yeah. Um, let me look them up, find out how I can be near them, and then go do that, right? And Violet does this. She doesn't know anything about this bar. She obviously has no idea what's involved. She has no clue what coyotes are. She's never been to the bar, right? And you can tell because the first night that she walks in for her audition and sees them up on that bar dancing, and her face is like this combination of like, I can't do that, but I want to watch them do that. Yes. <laughs> I want to be them or be with them. Not sure. Yeah. Not sure. Oh, she. it's definitely a be with them, not be them. Yes. Yes. I mean, 100%. And so that's what I love about it, because that's literally how we set the stage for this movie, is Violet knows nothing other than, like, here are super attractive women, and I want to be around those super attractive women at any cost. How do I make it happen? Let me get this job. Which, I mean, come on. (laughs) You're gay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't blame her. No. At all. Yes. Oh, I don't, I don't blame her either, no. but I just, I think that trying to hide that under a veil of heterosexuality is laughable. Let's say laughable. Yes. <laughs> and then also at her audition, Lil, our gay bar owner, one of the first things she does is she rips her shirt, correct? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome to your audition. I'm going to take some of your clothes off and put you on the bar. You ready? What? Oh, hose you down with some water. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. Baptism by... Gay fire. By and gay fire. Here we go. And <laughs> we start this gay romp of a film. I also feel like this, that water, the water scene is the first time she has her audition, right? Like, do we drink water in this bar? Or it's when she comes for her first day. Oh, no. The big water scene is when her dad comes to the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So many water scenes. <laughs> There's a lot that, of water scenes. That's the point. How many times do we have to hose these women down with water? So like, many. Too many times. But also not enough. So many. But- well, and the other thing is, here's the other thing, because a lot of my notes actually, like, Kelsey kept telling me things where she's like, mention this, mention this. Kelsey had a lot of feelings about how gay this movie was as well. Um, one of the things that she did point out that is totally correct is for a bar whose whole shtick is hot women dancing on the bar. There are a lot of women in that bar. Yes, you are not wrong. There's a lot of ladies. No dudes work there. I get that they keep having this thing where they're like, oh, well, because we're auctioning off men and so we need the women to be in in the bar. But like, there's a strong showing of women in the hot, you know, hosed down ladies on the bar scene. They're kind of all over the place. Oh, yeah. And Cam even mentions it at one point, right? Where she's like, everyone was so into it. Like, even the girls. And you're like, yeah, because there's a lot of girls in your bar. Yeah, like, no shit. Um, (laughs) Also, there's a Coyote Ugly in Vegas. Like, you know this is a real bar. Why have we not gone? Right? Ellie, what have we been... We have been 
two years running now in Vegas together. How have we not gone to Coyote Ugly? I don't know, but we need to go. because We the- will rectify this in April. So whenever we go to the, the real Coyote Ugly, Lee and I will report back about how many, about the ratio <laughs> of women to men. But I can guarantee you, even at the real Coyote Ugly, women to men ratio probably pretty heavy toward mm-hmm. at least 50-50. At least. I bet. I yeah. bet. Oh my God, we're so going to go. This is going to be amazing. I'm it's so gonna excited. It's going to be great. <laughs> I have another comment about gay things in this movie because I feel like I should get to Kelsey's other note. Um, She was very pushy about these. Violet, so she meets Kevin, Mr. O'Donnell, who is also terrible, terrible guy, terrible love interest, terrible just everything. Hate you, Kevin. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She meets him, you know, like he basically like stalks her home and she's like, please go away, please stop following me, all this stuff. And then the next time he shows up, what does she do? She literally tries to, like, auction him off to other women. <laughs> She's like, I get that you're into me, but, like, can I get rid of you, please? <laughs> please, anybody take this guy off my hands. Thanks. <laughs> I'm working here with my other love interests, so I need right. you to get out of here. What's gayer than that? What's gayer than having a dude hit on you and be like, uh, any ladies out there want this guy? <laughs> Anyone? Okay, please. Please take him. Please take him. A very gay move indeed, Violet. That's what I'm going to say. Especially because she later blows him off, right? When he gets her the gig at the the open mic night, she blows him off to basically dance with Cammie on the bar. Yeah, because much better. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, I also think like with her songwriting aspirations... This is a classic story of young aspiring artists moves to the city, wants to be an artist, but gets swept up in the gay shit. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, well, there are so many women here, though. So should I write music or should I sleep with these girls? Should I just dance up on these women a little bit more every night? It's hard to say what I should do with my time. I don't really know. And then he's like, sing your songs. And she's like, what if I don't want to? Yeah, she's like, what if I just want to dance with Cammy? And you're like, valid. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I think so. Yeah, she blows him off pretty often. And he's so pushy. How many times does a girl have to say she's not interested? And then we're like, oh, well, she continued to say she's not interested, but he tried so hard and finally they got together. Like, that's not a story I want to see. It's not. And plus, like, the romance of it just never really makes any sense to me either, where they're like, oh, she's totally not into him. But then they huck some fish around. And I'm like, what? What? And that changes her mind? Is that what it is? Is it the fact that he's emotionally closed off? Is it the fact that he doesn't want to share anything about 
his life? Is it his, you know, controlling obsession with knowing better than she does what she needs? Like, there's just so many to choose from. Yeah, I he don't sounds know. like such a catch. <laughs> He's such a catch. He's like a quintessential early 2000s movie catch where you're just like, oh, you're terrible. And every guy in this movie should convince uh, teenage girls that like men aren't worth their trouble. Yeah, that you should be gay. Should have been gay. <laughs> you should. <be> gay. <laughs> That's all. Look, this movie is designed to create lesbians, is what we're saying. That's, I think it's pretty clear. It's like, look at how terrible men are. Look at all these hot ladies on a bar. What do you want? What do you want? I really need to know from our listeners, tweet at us if Coyote Ugly made you gay. Because <laughs> I think we will have a shit ton of responses. I bet we really, really will. Yes. Okay. What other bar-related things do we have? Because I do have some other notes that, that we could get to. Oh, um, when she sings... Oh, yeah. One way or another, I'm gonna find you. She sings a freaking Blondie song. Like, lesbians love Blondie. That's it. But (laughs) (laughs) the faces of all the other girls at the bar is like, oh, shit. Hot new girl can sing. We underestimated her. And now we're into her. Right? Especially Lil. They spend a lot of time showing the women's reactions. Yes. All the time. Yes. Because those are the only ones that matter. Right. Yeah. They also, what I think is funny is when Violet's doing that scene, right, and she picks up the mic and she's kind of like, I don't know yet. Am I sure I want to do this? She's a little hesitant. And there's like that dude who's dancing on the bar, right? And she like goes over and so awkwardly taps him on the shoulder Right. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, get off the bar. And she's like, <laughs> she's like basically just like poking him with a little hand being like, and he gets down and then she spends the whole rest of the song just like aggressively dancing with like Cammy and like going over on that pole where all the women tend to hang out and like dancing over there. And I'm just like, could you be less interested in any dude and Ever. like more into playing this up for all the ladies in that bar? Yes. She loved the attention and especially from the women. I'm sorry. It is no coincidence that she at the beginning, she sings karaoke, correct? With Gloria. Oh, yeah, with all the girls. I forgot about that. So at the beginning, she sings karaoke. Coyote Ugly Bar, she sings with all the women. She loves singing with women. She hates doing it with her boyfriend (laughs) or, like, around anyone else. Okay, the only time that she can, like, do it with guys is, like, all the lights off. Yeah, when she can't see him. (laughs) When she can pretend he's a woman. Like, that is so gay. She's like, if I don't have to look at you and I can just go into my head and imagine, like, Cammy or Rachel, this is better. Yeah, that I can totally sing for you. This is better. That is the gayest. The gayest. (laughs) So very important. So accurate. Oh, my God. I was going to make a terrible smelling like fish joke. I'll just, I'm not going to say it. You don't have to. It's okay. I'm going to not say it. It's fine. Let's let's talk about Gloria some more. <laughs> All right, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> so, towards the end of the movie, Gloria's wedding, Violet goes back to New York. She gets the phone call from the hospital. Her dad was in an accident. She rushes to the hospital. Who shows up at that hospital? Gloria, baby. Gloria in her wedding dress who left her own wedding to come to the hospital and is like, fuck Danny. He's been around for like two seconds. Who needs that guy? Like, you're my family. Chosen family. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, yeah, that's, there's something, there's like some real feelings there. She's like, literally any excuse 
for me to not have to sleep with this man on our wedding night. <laughs> um, I'm here. Thank you. Yes. That's just gals being pals yeah, right there. Always. Always. All gals being is. pals and a wedding dress in a hospital. Yeah. 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 I just, you needed me and I dropped everything and here I am. Not the first time that Piper Perbo has uh, had a wedding broken up in a gay way. <laughs> <laughs> Also, sorry. Okay. We need to talk about it just because Piper Perbo. Yes. Yes. How? How have we not talked about this yet? Piper Perbo is a queer icon. Here's what I like to imagine. Don't you feel like this could be the prequel to Imagine imagine Me and You? Like, you could literally write this as like, oh, I moved to the city. I mean, it's like different countries. Whatever. Whatever. I move here and I meet Heck and then he seems okay. I guess we're going to get married. And then you like continue straight into the story of Imagine Me and You. I'm like, I could 100% see this. Like, if someone, someone could write a fan fiction that just like combines these two stories into one extended story. Well, there's like a bajillion Piper Perbo movies that you could just like throw together that would make us super gay. <laughs> like a life. Also, Cheaper if, by we're the gonna dozen? Talk, no. <laughs> if we're going to talk about playing gay in other movies, I think we have another lesbian rabbit hole that we have to touch on real quick, which is Rachel, the actress who plays Rachel, uh, Bridget Monahan, who also plays the love interest in Grey Matters. There you go. So has also played somewhat queer on screen. So many. Mm-hmm. I mean, any movie you're going to find, like, we we can find them. <laughs> like, we will find you. I was really trying to find Maria Bello, who plays Lil, playing gay in something, and I couldn't dig anything up. If I missed it, someone tell me, because I did try to look. Because I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that with that energy, for that gay presence, I'm like, she has to have played gay in something. I mean, she played gay in Coyote Ugly, but... Well, yes, you know, that. something else. <laughs> in another movie. If anyone's got another movie yeah, that Maria Bello played gay Yeah, in. you can't waste that gay energy. Yeah, send us that because I want to know because I was trying to find it because I'm convinced that yes. she must have. I will say, too, when I was younger, I think this was one of the first films that I saw Piper Perabo in that started my love affair with I think Piper. so, too. It was one of the early ones, yeah. And it was probably right around the right time, right? Yeah. And then I saw cover of Imagine Me and You in a blockbuster and was like, wait, that's the girl from Coyote Ugly. (laughs) (laughs) And I love her. And she's holding hands with a woman. Interesting. Interesting. You're like, wait, I have a photo like this. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you'll remember this later, Ellie. Yeah, because what had she done before this? This is one of her gayest, and she's been gay in at least two other films. Well, she was in, one of her first ones was, uh, oh my god, that super gay one, but it's really depressing. Lost and Delirious. Wait. This, This was the fifth movie she was ever in. This is sort of crazy. Sorry. Fourth or fifth. So... Piper Perbo was in Coyote Ugly in 2000, playing a, what, 22-year-old, 23-year-old? How old do you think she is? Yeah, I mean, she must be old enough to work in a bar. Okay, so she's like in her 20s. In 2001, she played Jessica in Lost and Delirious, which is at a boarding school, and she played Hollywood. Six, 16? Yeah. I was oh, like, hey, oh, she you know had to have been in Lost and Delirious before Coyote Ugly. This So obviously we're both looking at her IMDb page right now. But also then the next thing listed is Slap Her, She's French, which didn't someone recommend that to us because that's gay? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Not not surprising at all. <laughs> and then she was in Imagine Me and You in 2005. Yeah. Uh, Piper has guess. had such 
a career. Just as a reminder, we did cover Imagine Me and You as the Los Essentials. You can go back, way back in season one, check it out. That was our first Los Essentials original song. When uh, our podcast was just a baby gay. Just so, yeah, Piper Parabo, there you go. What a what a lesbian rabbit hole that was. I know. What a storied lesbian career. <laughs> Sorry, we could not get through this episode without talking about Piper in detail. No. Also, I just I do have one note at the end of my notes where Leanne Rhymes shows up and and she's dancing with Leanne Rhymes on the bar. And I was like, oh, no, do I ship Violet and Leanne Rhymes? Because I think I might. They have the most chemistry in that like like, two minutes. Yeah. They'd make a beautiful couple. They do. They look good together. They do look good together. I will give it to them. All right, so are there any other main points? I think the overall gist is we have a bunch of hot women who dance together on a bar. Violet is way too into it. Lil's a gay bar owner. If we reimagined this film, the only thing that we would change, or at least that I would change, is get rid of the male love interest. And two, this bar is explicitly a gay bar that men come to rather than a straight bar that gay women come to. Right, exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So who are we shipping? Okay, wait, I have one note on that. Yes. In our new reimagining of this being like an actual gay bar, can we change, hell no, H2O, right? You know how they do that? Yes. Can we rewrite that so that they're going, hell no, head or row, hell no, head or row. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, I mean, that changes everything and changes nothing at the same time, you know? (laughs) So good. It's our new chant. It's our new chant. Uh, you're welcome. Okay, who are we shipping? There's going to be a lot. This is going to be this contentious. This is a tricky one. This is a tricky one. So, I mean, Violet's our protagonist. She has the most baby gay energy. Mm-hmm. Therefore, she is, I think she's conflicted between like too many love interests. Like when you first come out and you're just like, oh shit, she's hot. She's hot. I don't know. Every girl women, I talk women, to. Women, women, Every girl I talk to, I'm like, wow, I'm so gay. Violet in this movie is basically that Joe March gif of women. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I personally love Violet and Lil. Okay, I can see Just because I think Lil, like Violet needs someone a little bit more experienced to sort of take her under her wing, teach her some things. I don't think they're end game for Violet, but I think it'd be a very important relationship learning for like a violet first, a first step yeah yeah and i, I think see that i think lil might have a pattern of doing this with all of her uh all of her <laughs> bar girls like initiation and then she's like all right i love you you can still work here but like we're done with this so i like that and i think lil lil's their gateway yeah lil's definitely a gateway i would call them via lil Oh, I like that. Yeah, they have a nice ring to them. They do, Violet. Okay. But also, I really feel strongly about Violet and Cammy. Okay. I just think there's a lot of scenes that they have. They do the whole shopping montage together. There's You're right. a, you can tell that she gravitates towards her on the bar like she spends a lot of time dancing glued with her to Cammy. Mm-hmm. Right? And they stay in touch. You're right. Because when Lil comes back to find her at her new job, and she's like, oh, how did you hear about my dad? And she's like, Cammy. So obviously Violet and Cammy are still talking. I'm sold. Right? So like, there's a there's like a real connection there. There's like real feelings that I think we're just not getting to see the entirety of. And I could see that. And I feel like that, I feel like their energies would be real fun together because Cammy's got that whole 
tease thing going on and like mm. Violet's a little shy and I'm like she'll bring her she'll really help her come out of her shell mm-hmm. I agree yes so what Vammy yeah I think that might be <laughs> that might be our best option Vammy? I like it Kylet. <laughs> that Ooh. sucks Cam- uh, Camlet 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 is very cute I like that Okay. All right. And then, of course, we have to talk about exes extraordinaire, <laughs> Violet and Gloria, who clearly have a lot of shit going on uh, and a, a lot of history, a lot of baggage yeah. there. And I think they support each other in a way that's very important. Um, so I'm going to say, oh, God, Voria. Voria. You could also do the same idea and, and do like glow lit or something. Ooh, I know. I love the lit. Yeah, it's lit. It makes everything cute. Yeah. Also, going back to Violet and Lil, Lilith. <laughs> it's I, actually a, I a do new like rapper Violil, on the scene though. called Lilith. Lilith. I, yeah. I like Violet. Here's what I imagined for Violet and Gloria. I could totally see this being like a, you know, they have their history. They both kind of, you know, explored their sexuality young with each other. Violet was ready to come out. Gloria wasn't. She's like, no, I'm going to marry Danny. I'm going to stay in Jersey. Violet goes off to the city, finds herself. I could totally see like, you know, you give it like three or four years and Gloria is like, I can't do this needs to get a divorce, like, shows up, knock, knock, knock on Violet's door one day in the city, and, like, she's finally ready to take that step and, like, admit what they have. And then she opens the door a little bit more and Cammy's naked in the bed. She's like, fuck. Uh, Or she's, like, totally into it and they start a beautiful triad. It's fine. (laughs) All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could see it. I could see it. I just, I think there's some real, you know, they obviously care about each other. They have a lot. lot. Yeah, they have a lot of depth to their feelings. I think so. I see it. We haven't talked about Rachel yet. And I feel like Rachel, Rachel's kind of like the schoolyard bully, right? Where she like flirts by being a bitch. Yes. She's like the hope. She's like hope in this movie from Booksmart. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like I could see her. I don't know that I could see her with Violet because I think like she's too mean really for her and Violet (laughs) Yeah, she's a little too hardened. Yeah, but I could see Rachel and Lil working out. Oh, Rachel and Lil could get it together because they both, they're, that's why, like, I don't think for Rachel and Lil, that wouldn't be, they're, they're equals. Yeah. Like, they definitely have more even footing. They've lived in New York for a while. They are street smart. They, like, don't take shit. Yeah, she's not going to take Lil's shit. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And also, I feel like the way that Lil is, like, I'm a lifer. Like, this is my bar. I'm going to, like, live and die here. This is it for me. I feel like Rachel kind of gives off that vibe, too, right? Like, she's oh, yeah. the one who, like, helps break in the new girls and, like, hey, Lil, don't think your new girl's going to make it. Hey, Lil. Like, I feel like they could totally keep that going, like, forever. Do you think Rachel is a bit jealous of the new girls? Mm. I don't think so. I think that, like, they have probably a pretty open relationship, you know? Mm. So r- they get off on it almost. Like, she's like, <laughs> she's like, all right, we're a tag team here. Rachel's you, into it. Yeah. You bring them in, I break them in, and then we go home and talk about it and have amazing sex. <laughs> that sounds great. I'm uh, all about like Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah. I could see that. I could see them being like a long-term, a long-term like kind of open thing that works out. Oh, yeah. I think they definitely have good energy together. Yeah. Sold. 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 This one, as most of these are, but 
I just want to thank Coyote Ugly for giving me <laughs> the gay awakening that my soul needed. And just, I, I know there are a lot of people out there who feel the same. So this one's for you, all and of you. And thank you, Piper Parabo. Yeah. For, for Piper everything Parabo. you've given us. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Piper. But uh, so Coyote thank Ugly. you for your first gay movie, Coyote Ugly. Should have been gay. gay. So, so I mean, it's time, Ellie. It's time. Let's do I'm this so Q and Q, 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 and gay. All right, Lee, question number one. Would you rather A, write songs, B, sing songs, or C, both? Ooh, tough question. Um, I feel like as we have learned from now doing our original songs, I think my ideal choice is C, both. Yes. But back up is A. I, I've been really enjoying writing songs for us. Including, I loved, I you know, some somewhere up there on my top song still is our song for Colette that I just wrote for you to sing. And yeah. I, I loved doing that. I thought that was a lot of fun. I also love when you write songs for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, please write me all the songs all just for me. All yeah. You got so excited when I told you that. Remember when I told you, uh, I want to write a song for Colette. I don't think it needs to be a duet. I just want you to sing it. And you were like, done, let's do Colette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Yep, thanks. <laughs> I uh we know that I would rather sing them because I Yes, I don't think anyone's gonna be surprised by that. Yeah. But that's why we make a great team, Lee. Uh a platonic match made in heaven. Yes. Question two, Ellie. What would your coyote ugly persona be? A Jersey, B the Russian tease, C the New York bitch, or D the law student? I feel like I'm not even trying to say this because like, oh, I would be the protagonist of this movie, but I just feel like I'm much more of a Piper Perbo in this. A, Jersey, like I would be the one singing on the bar <laughs> and like being a little shy, but like secretly loving the attention that dancing and singing on the bar gave me, you know? Nice. Yeah, I like it. Definitely a Jersey. Three, Lee, do we drink water in this bar? Yes or no? Hell no. Head a row. <laughs> Hell no. No, sorry. H2O. Okay. Not, I really I set not. you up for that one. <laughs> Love it. Question four. If your girlfriend worked at Coyote Ugly, you would A, be there every night cheering them on, B, start a fight in the bar, C, get a job there too, or D, not care? <laughs> the last one's so sad to me. I'm like, I could never not care. But I feel like it's more just like of the, like you do your thing. Yeah. Like, not care. Like, I'm not going to be controlling. But I think I would see get a job there, too, just because I really think working at Coyote Ugly would be so much fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely to be there the cheering. Fun. Let me have some with you. I don't think I could work there, but I, I would be cheering on. It's it's so irritating to me that he is not supportive in this movie. Yes. I'm like, she is making bank. Yes. You have a shit job. She, you could totally just let her do this. No one gets to touch her. It's not like they let the men anywhere near them. Exactly. Right? It's not like she's interested in it. He is such a jackass when he shows up that night and starts that fight. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And then he's like, just leave the bar. Like, I don't get it. Just walk out. Like, she doesn't own you. And I'm like, this she is her sort job. of like, does. Like, right. I'm, I'm like, she has a job paid. that's allowing her to chase her dreams in New York City without living on the street. Like, who are you to show up and be like, yeah, just walk out of this super lucrative position that you have discovered and stumbled into i'm like you are so i hate that he is not more supportive I and agree. i would totally be there cheering on every night yes totally all right question five the most important one who do you ship 
A, Violet and Lil, B, Violet and Cammy, C, Violet and Gloria, or D, Violet and Leanne Rhymes. <laughs> Dark horse question uh, answer D. No. I I think I have to go with Violet and Cammy. Mm. I just I I see there could be a beautiful future there. I feel like they're just sort of uncovering these feelings in the movie uh that we didn't get to to get through, you know? Oh yeah, we need more time with Camlet. <laughs> Camlet. I'm I hashtag Camlet. There you go. Remember, you can also answer our Q&A on our Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Let me hear you say hip, 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 yeah. We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. So we just like to take a little time every episode to shout out some of our favorite interactions that have been happening. And I would like to shout out somebody who reached out to us on Instagram, Kaylee. And <laughs> she just wanted to share... A couple of ideas for future should have been gay episodes. Number one, the hot chick. Lee, have you seen the hot chick? I have not. Okay. But now I feel like I should. So I said this to Kaylee, but this is real. It wasn't just me like placating her. Watch the hot chick because it's so gay. <laughs> and we have to do one. So Okay. Uh, well, it's on the list now, Kaylee. Don't worry. It's on the list. And then number two, which I have not seen, Wish Upon a Star with Katherine Heigl. So we also Catherine Heigl making it in gay hearts, (laughs) making another appearance. Uh, So we want to thank you for the suggestions, Kaylee, and thank you as always for listening. The Hot Chick is one of my favorite movies ever, so it's it's on the list. It's on the list. Okay, amazing. We also, as always, have to thank our lesbian Jesus patrons: Lizette Stye, Tanya Ferguson, Jess Klaus, Danny Griswold, Sarah and Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Mark Foster, Danny Gunlock Tamora. Sammy Walsh, Audrey O'Connor, Wendy K. Bartlett, and Brittany Ray. And we have to thank our King Princess patrons, Kayla Kelly, and Amy and Ellen. Thank you all so much. We love you from the bottom of our gay hearts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We really do. So much gay love in our gay hearts. Yeah. We also have been having a lot of our patrons joining our Discord chat lately, so... Really excited to be hanging out with more of you there. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. You can send us an email at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure that whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, subscribe, and that way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up. We're also posting some videos on our YouTube channels for some of our original songs this year, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch them. If you want to help support the podcast, there are a couple different ways that you can do that. One of them, it is easy, it is free. Go on iTunes, leave us a rating, leave us a review. It helps new people find the podcast. You can also support us on Patreon at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We love all of our patrons. We've been hanging out with a lot of you lately. Some people are even hosting trivia nights. So we love building our patron community. And we hope to see more of you there at bit.ly slash lespatreon. If you want to get some Les Hangout swag, you can find our merch at bit.ly slash lesshop. We have teas and tanks and totes and mugs and all sorts of good stuff with all gay designs all the time. So gay check all day. it out. Gay all day. If you want to find us individually, you can find me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out.